What's going on? Welcome in to another episode of the Fantasy Football Fellas Podcast. If you are watching over on YouTube, it is a lonely, lonely sight right now. You are just going to get a whole bunch of me, Lucas Wenzel, tonight here on the podcast. Unfortunately, neither of my co-hosts are able to join me tonight, but that does not stop us from bringing you the week three recap of fantasy football action. I'm recording out here uh, Monday, September 26th in the evening, right before Monday Night Football. Make sure you're following us on the socials as well. Fantasy Football Fellas on Facebook, YouTube, TikTok, FF Fellas on Twitter, The FF Fellas on Instagram. And hey, if you want to join our fantasy football community where we're giving league-winning advice, we're giving money-making advice, right? Like you can join us over on, on PrizePix or Underdog using the promo code, fellas. Head over to our chalkboard. We're dropping picks. We're dropping our rankings. We're dropping waiver wire ads. We're doing trade advice, everything of the sorts. Join our chalkboard down in the description of the audio podcast you're listening to or over on YouTube. As I said, it is just me tonight. And for the sake of keeping this episode episode clipping along, because I know not everybody wants to just sit and listen to me for an hour, uh, I'm going to jump over Overreaction Monday, and I'm just going to dive right into the news and notes from the week. We got a full episode. Otherwise, we got a lot of week one boom and bust players that I want to break down. But let's jump into the news and notes for now. I'm going to cruise through those, starting with the NFLPA, the Players Association. They are initiating a review into the handling of Tua Tagovailoa's injury on Sunday. If you watch that, that was scary. Uh, In-game, it appeared that he suffered uh, a concussion, tried to stand back up, and literally could not stand himself back up. Like He was wobbling, falling, teetering all over the place. It was a scary sight, scary sight. But yet, he comes out of the game and then comes back in a short while later. So, from what I understood, the Dolphins were saying that it was more of a like back injury with the whiplash that Tua had. It, w- it was affecting how his back was working. I, it, it seemed kind of fishy. Um, so, the NFLPA will launch uh, a review into the handling of that. Stay tuned to see what that means for the Dolphins and even Tua in the coming weeks here. Uh, came back and played okay. Wasn't great this week, but uh, I digress big piece of news that came out shortly after the game actually deandre swift oh boy deandre swift deandre swift shuffled deandre swift suffered goodness i almost did it again deandre swift suffered a shoulder sprain on sunday that's a lot of s's in a row dan campbell said that uh swift would benefit from the next two weeks off returning after their bye uh that's a big piece of news i'm if you're deandre swift manager you're probably going to be without swift for two weeks uh, and you'll probably won't get him back until the Lions uh, bye week is over. And I believe that's like October 23rd would be the next game Swift would be back for. So uh, concerning there, if you're DeAndre Swift, hopefully you have Jamal Williams on your roster who had a massive week. We'll talk more about him later. Uh, let's keep cruising through the news here, though. Uh, same game, Dalvin Cook's shoulder uh, dislocated on Sunday. Previously, it's done this in the past. Uh, we know that as a Vikings fan myself, I'm well aware when Dalvin's shoulder is dislocated, pops it back in, he's good to go the next week, right? So this is just dislocated shoulder. He's had it before. Um, he should be good to go for week four. He should be just fine. Uh, nothing to worry about there if you're a Dalvin Cook manager. David Montgomery also left Sunday's game uh, with an ankle injury. I've also seen it being reported as like a knee injury as well. It, it comes up as... Uh, knee slash ankle from a multitude of reports that I've been reading. So 
Uh, he's listed as day to day though, which is really good news uh, after getting rolled up on on Sunday. Because <laughs> man, that was my start of the week, and after seeing how Khalil Herbert did, uh, I was ready to absolutely parade on my start of the week. But alas, uh, David Montgomery, uh, he should be good for ne- he should be good for next week. Should be good for next week. Another injury from Sunday: Michael Thomas suffered a toe injury. Doesn't appear to be serious, but this is something I'm monitoring. When he struggled with a foot before, uh, now he has a toe injury. Like anytime Michael Thomas is on the injury report, he's like the CMC of wide receivers in some ways for me. Like if he's on the injury report, I'm paying attention to it because we've been burned by this in the past, right? Where Michael Thomas gets injured, all of a sudden we're, we're left in shambles of when is he coming back? And it doesn't seem like it should be that serious of an injury. So I'm keeping close tabs on this. Team has said uh, it doesn't appear to be serious and that he should be good, but. I'm I'm keeping close attention on this. A toe toe is no joke for a wide receiver or any football player. Who am I kidding? Uh, T Higgins, man, if you saw the hit on T Higgins, uh, we're in a couple of uh, crater leagues, and literally the quote was like, "How is T Higgins back in this game? He like died." Uh, brutal hit. Left game briefly on Sunday. Something to keep in mind. He's now listed as questionable going into practice this week. Uh, keep your tabs on him there uh, as we progress into week four. And Garrett Wilson also left briefly on Sunday, did come back, took a massive hit to the ribs. Uh, had an interesting conversation with Tyler on Sunday. We were watching uh, most of the afternoon games together. And he's like, I like, was he defenseless? Like we, we get, if it's like, a, a, like at the head, right? If defender comes in helm to helmet contact, obviously. Yes. But like, is Garrett Wilson still defenseless in that situation? That's a, that's a whole nother debate, but uh, left briefly on Sunday with a rib injury did come back to play, but something I would continue to keep tabs on during the week as well. Those are the big pieces of news that I saw uh, coming out of this week. We'll see if there's any more coming out of Monday night and after um, Monday. And by the time you hear this on Tuesday, maybe some news Tuesday news as well, but let's dive in to the booms and busts from week four. And we're going to start with the running back position. And I brought up David Montgomery not that long ago. Khalil Herbert stepped in. And wouldn't you know, he finished as the running back one overall this week. I, I'm i infuriated. I'm, in, I'm, in, I'm infuriated. My start of the week could have been the running back one overall this week. 20 carries, 157 yards, two touchdowns for Khalil Herbert. Two receptions for 12 yards on top of that as well. Look, this Houston Texans defense, they're going to get smashed by the run game all year. So whenever your team plays the Houston Texans or any running back on your team plays the Houston Texans, they are a smash start. Get them in your lineup, right? And Khalil Herbert, like Khalil Herbert's got juice. Okay, like let's, I'm, I'm not trying to diminish Khalil Herbert there. Dude's got some wheels. He's tough. He's tough, right? Uh, but absolutely, Khalil Herbert should be top of the waiver wire pickups this week as we monitor David Montgomery. He may be useless, um, but if you're really desperate for running back, I think Khalil Herbert should be at the top of your list this week uh, just after seeing what he did. 20 carries for 157 yards. I believe that's about eight yards a carry if I'm doing my math correctly. Uh, and it is 7.8 yards per carry. Khalil Herbert's got juice. Looked awesome this week. Running back one overall. And hey, I'm happy to put this guy's name back on the on the week four boom list or the week three boom list, excuse me. Derrick Henry. Welcome back, Derrick Henry. 20 carries, 85 yards and a touchdown, five receptions for 58 yards as well. You you absolutely love to see that out of Derrick Henry. Like when Derrick Henry gets involved in the receiving game, it's it's like it's it's not pretty. If you watch his first reception, he bobbled it for about 
five seconds or so. Uh, he gets it, and then boom, he's gone. <laughs> he was gone for like a twelve-yard pickup. It was it was awesome to watch. But uh, it Derrick Henry, it's glad it's good to have him back. Raiders defense has been porous though, um, so th- they're they're pretty poor against the run. Um, and I unfortunately think they'll continue to be throughout the course of this year. Uh, just I'm pulling up Derrick Henry's schedule here. He has Indianapolis and Washington before a Week Six bye. Uh, I don't mind either of those matchups for him. Um, then he gets Washington. I don't know. He gets Indianapolis again right after the bye. So he gets Indy two out of the next three games. So week four will be really indicative of, of how that week six matchup will go. Uh, and you get a bye right in the middle of there too. So, but he's Derek Henry, right? He had his big game. Now uh, you're locking him into your lineup. You don't question your studs. You get him in there. Don't panic on him. Derek Henry will be just fine. He's running back two overall this week. Great week from Derek Henry. Few honorable mentions we should clip through here. Jamal Williams at 24.7 fantasy points. Again, Swift on limited snaps, injured shoulder during the game, was coming in with a bit of ankle issue as well. Uh, Jamal Williams got a ton of touches. Craig Reynolds, when I saw Craig Reynolds in at the start of the game, I was like, why is why is Craig Reynolds getting a ton of run today? And like, no disrespect to Craig Reynolds, but I, I was surprised with how much run he got. But with Swift being banged up, yeah, Jamal Williams was the guy. He'll continue to be the guy for the next two weeks. Uh, he's a smash start both of those weeks, unless they're playing Tampa. Uh, if they're playing Tampa, I am not touching Jamal uh, Williams whatsoever. I'm going to make sure who they play in the next couple of weeks here. Uh, Jamal Williams gets Seattle next week. Oh, boy. And then the Patriots in week four. So uh, you love the week four matchup there. Week five, a little bit iffy. But Jamal Williams, absolutely a smash start next week with no DeAndre Swift. Uh, Devin Singletary, man had 11 targets. (laughs) And I don't believe he topped 10 rushing yards or 10 rushing yards, 10 rushing attempts either. That's the crazy thing about Devin Singletary. He hasn't hit 10 rushing attempts once in a game this year. Yeah, here he is, the running back four overall this week because he got 11 targets. Yeah, here we go. Devin Singletary's rushing stats. Eight, eight, uh, Eight rushing attempts week one, six in week two nine in week three he was nine for 13 on the ground Devin Singletary was nine for 13 on the ground be ready for this nine or nine receptions on 11 targets 78 yards and a touchdown my number one sell high candidate this week I know Tyler and Cameron talk about that on Wednesday's episode but I'm gonna give you mine right now if I'm not on Wednesday's episode this week actually I might be spoiler I might be on Wednesday's episode this week we'll see uh, Devin Singletary, though, he's my number one sell high candidate this week. Uh, 11 targets. That's not going to happen. The Bills just can't decide who they want to give the football to in their running back room. This is prescriptive every single year. So uh, as much as I love Devin Singletary, I, I'd sell high if you have any shares of Devin Singletary. Cordero Patterson, another 20-plus point fantasy week, 22.3. James Robinson uh, finishing top 10 again, 20.6. Man, it is crazy how good he has looked post-Achilles injury. And Cam Akers hasn't looked terrible, but just crazy how two different systems, right? James Robinson looks like a stud. Cam Akers, everyone's, he's already an afterthought for people. Ramondre Stevenson came in, uh, running back seven on the week, 20.1 fantasy points. And hey, welcome Damian Pierce. 18.6 fantasy points against the Chicago Bears. Um, I'm If you watched our video last night, uh, I had said, uh, and last night by the time you're listening to this, I haven't even posted the video yet, but in, the, in today's, slash tonight's slash yesterday's video. Uh, I'd mentioned Damian Pierce is a uh, strong flux play going forward, and I stand by that. Um, certified running back one in that offense now. 
Let's move on to the wide receiver booms of the week. This is such a funky list this week. There is there is one <laughs> there is not a single player in this top 10 list that was drafted top 10 at the position this year, which is crazy to me. It's absolutely crazy. It was just a wacky week for wide receivers. Uh, and, and you'll get that as I read off the names here. Devonta Smith, massive week from him, finished as the wide receiver one, 30.9 fantasy points, eight receptions on 12 targets, 169 yards and a tutty. He looked phenomenal this week. Uh, he was one where I I really, really, really wanted to make him my start of the week just to go out there a little bit. But I'm like, DK gets the Falcons. And, and the commanders have been worse against slot wide receivers. Well, Quez Watkins is the slot is the slot wide receiver for Philly. Uh, so like it would like I would have defaulted to Devonta Smith, but I didn't expect this. 30.9 fantasy points. He looked awesome this week after getting goose egg week one. Goose egg week one. Uh, but he's also one that I'm looking to sell high on right now. I don't like this Philly offense is incredible. Uh AJ Brown had himself a nice game too, but 12 targets, eight receptions, 170 yards. I'm not, I'm not buying into that. Uh, I, I like Devonta Smith. I really do. I think he's a great talent, but again, in fantasy football, when we're trying to maximize on value, this is a game in which you maximize on value, right? It's not about like, Oh, I think Devonta Smith is going to crash and burn the rest of the season. No, I like, I think Devonta Smith will be just fine, but if I can sell him, after he just scored 30.9 fantasy points instead of like 12.1, his value is going to be higher at 30.9. Like, I don't think there's anything you could say to make me think otherwise. So that's all I say. When I say I'm selling high, I don't think Devonta Smith is just going to bust. And I think he's a bad football player. I'm just saying his value is at its peak right now. His value is at its peak. So I would go try and sell him for as much as I can right now. Matt Collins. I feel like I'm talking negative about some of these boom guys. I feel like I have to, though, because I, I bring up Mac Hollins now. Wide receiver five <laughs> for the <laughs> for the Las Vegas Raiders. Devontae Adams, who? Eight receptions on 10 targets, 158 yards and a touchdown. 30 fantasy points, wide receiver two on the week. Like, I don't know what to tell you here. And nobody's going to take Mac Hollins. He's, he, he wasn't even on waivers for most people. Or he he wasn't even on rosters for most people. Uh, few league, actually, quite a few leagues I saw him be picked up. But that like the point is like everyone knows Matt Collins isn't going to have this kind of a game again. So you're not going to be able to sell him for much. I think if he's on your waivers, you do need to pick him up because if Hunter Hunter Renfro misses time, like you might get this from Matt Collins. But hey, if you're the Raiders, you're zero three now, lost to the Titans this week. And you failed to get Devontae Adams involved like he was week one. Like this, like this is bad for the Raiders. This is really bad for the Raiders. 0-3 start. Teams that notoriously uh start the season 0-3. They are like you may as well kiss their playoff hopes goodbye. So I look great for Matt Collins. If you had him in your lineup this week, he was in a lot of DFS lineups this week. I saw a lot of DFS lineups with Matt Collins this week, which I think. Uh, that that was the platform you were playing him on the most. You weren't playing him in redraft and dynasty and best ball, right? Like if you even nobody probably had many shares of Mac Collins and best ball. Um, but at any rate, yeah, uh, probably should pick him up if he's on waivers. But you're also not going to be able to sell high on him or anything. He he's kind of an oddball this week. I had to bring up third wide receiver that boom. I had to bring this guy up, Marquise Brown, Marquise Hollywood Brown. I was two weeks early. I was so close. 
I talked about making Devonta Smith my start of the week. So when I was like going through my start of the week choices, I had three players in mind, and it was DK Metcalf who ended up being my start of the week. I had Devonta Smith and Marquise Brown. <laughs> and DK Metcalf didn't do bad, but of course, the two I was thinking of were, were, were top three wide receivers on the week. 14 receptions on 17 targets for 140 yards for Marquise Brown. I was just two weeks early. I mean, I mean, this this is what I absolutely expected from this this Cardinals and Rams game was Kyler's gonna have to throw a ton. And Marquise Brown, like good volume the first two weeks, but like opportunity to see like pinnacle volume this week. 17 targets. I didn't expect it to be that good. But yeah, Marquise Brown, great week from him. Uh, I think he's a reliable option going forward. Should absolutely be a lineup lock. Um from here on out, like this Cardinals offense isn't exciting, but Marquise Brown is going to get work. He's going to be one of the most uh, consistent options for your fantasy lineup going forward. Russell Gage had himself a nice day with the benefit of Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, and Julio Jones all being out 24.7 fantasy points. Zay Jones found the end zone 24.5 fantasy points. You got Chris Olave. He is that dude. Olave looks good. He looks really, really good. Uh, I'd be excited if I'm a, a Chris Olave manager. Uh, if, if Michael Thomas misses any time, Olave is like, get him into your lineup ASAP, lock him in. Don't think twice about it. Amari Cooper, 23.1 fantasy points. Romeo Dobbs, 21.3 fantasy points. Lead wide receiver for the Packers this week. Then, hey, Isaiah McKenzie. One of our favorite late, late round sleepers that people... Uh, Gave us a lot of crap for the first two weeks, and this is exactly what we knew he could do. Accumulate a bunch of targets, efficiency, score a touchdown, 21.2 fantasy points, finishes as a top 10 wide receiver on the week. So Isaiah McKenzie sneaks in to our wide receiver booms this week. But again, just re-going through that whole list, as I mentioned at the top, Devonta Smith, Matt Collins, Marquise Brown, Russell Gage, Zay Jones, Chris Olave, Amari Cooper, Romeo Dobbs, Isaiah McKenzie. <laughs> Matt Collins undrafted. Russell Gage. Late late draft pick. Zay Jones, undrafted. Chris Olave, late mid to late round pick. I, I left out Marquise Brown um, and Devonta Smith, but you get my point. They're both you know early mid mid round picks. Amari Cooper, early mid round pick. Romeo Dobbs, late round pick. Isaiah McKenzie, undrafted. Right, like <laughs> what was what was this week for wide receivers? <laughs> wild week, wild week. But uh, those were our wide receiver booms. Let's move on to the quarterbacks. I have to start with the man himself here. I mean, he has been phenomenal. Revenge Tour Lamar Jackson, baby. 40.4 fantasy points. A quarterback won overall this week. He now has back-to-back weeks of 40-plus fantasy points. 18-29 to 29 for 218 yards, four touchdowns, 11 rushing attempts for 107 yards. And, you know, sprinkle a touchdown on top of that as well. Five total touchdowns on the day for Lamar. The dude's electric, okay? Like, I think we're all like kind of forgetting how good Lamar actually is for fantasy football when he missed you know, the last third of the season last year. Now he comes out and he absolutely balling. Absolutely balling. The best decision I made in a bunch of leagues this year, a couple of creator leagues were in, stacked Lamar Jackson and Mark Andrews. Best decision I made all offseason. I mean, Lamar, incredible. It's him or Josh Allen for the quarterback one. And right now it's Lamar. Lamar's got the edge. They're both incredible. They both have been balling out. 
uh, Lamar needs to get paid. Lamar needs to get paid, and, and we can move on. I'll leave it at that. Trevor Lawrence had himself a nice week here. 25.2 fantasy points, quarterback four, 28 to 39 for 262 and three tutties. Look, this is what we've been waiting for with Trevor Lawrence, man. High volume. We know this Jags team is going to be passing, but I mean, they really put it on the Chargers on Sunday. Like they really put it on the Chargers. That was a that was an embarrassing loss for the Chargers. I know the Chargers are banged up and lost uh, Rashawn Slater during the game and Herbert playing with ribs and no Keenan Allen and like like I get all that, but like the Jags put it on him, man. The Jag the Jags put it on him. So a great day for Trevor Lawrence, though. Uh, you'd love to see the the multiple touchdown, three touchdown day, uh, twenty to thirty nine. You you love to see that. He looked really good. He looked really good. Uh, and this is what we figured would be coming from a Doug Peterson-led offense. We're going to see Trevor Lawrence take a step forward. We're not going to be like, oh my gosh, Trevor Lawrence, did you see what he did this week? Did you see how Carson Wentz-like he looked this week? <laughs> Swinging the ball all around the field. You love it. Replenished with with some fairly good weapons. I mean, nothing stud-like, but hey, we, we've seen how Christian Kirk has been this year. He's been phenomenal. The wide receiver six overall in fantasy right now. So yeah, I, I would expect more more solid weeks like this from Trevor Lawrence. I don't know about quarterback four weeks, but we could see him slide into this top, you know, 10, 12 range more often, I think, this year. A few honorable mentions. Uh, didn't want to forget about Jalen Hurts, quarterback two on the week. Josh Allen, quarterback three. No surprises there. Uh, Joe Burrow with a nice week as well against the Jets. Uh, and then Derek Carr slides in as well. 20.8 fantasy points on the week. Let's move on to the tight ends now. Tight ends that boomed this week. I already brought up this guy, Mark Andrews. I just, I I keep thinking back uh, on Sunday to the, uh, if you watch Mark Andrews, I believe it was his second touchdown. I believe he caught a shovel pass for his first touchdown. Uh, and then the second touchdown, it was literally one of those where, where Lamar scrambling out of the pocket uh, <laughs> looks towards the end zone. F it. Mark Andrews got to be down there somewhere. And once you know Mark Andrews goes up and just mosses, <laughs> mosses Patriots defender. Oh, uh, thing of beauty. Eight receptions on 13 targets for 89 yards, two touchdowns for Mark Andrews this week. Tight end one overall. Look, he's worth the he was worth the second second round pick that you spent on him. Second or third round pick. I got him in the third in a lot of drafts this year. I was absolutely thrilled. Uh Mark Andrews is showing why he's still the top dog there. Uh still the top dog in Baltimore. Uh look. I don't know what more I need to say. He's fantastic. He's fantastic. It's him or Travis Kelsey. It's one of two. That's it. That's it. David Njoku, 23.9 fantasy points. Tyler and I talked a little bit about him uh, on the the Stardom Saturday episode this week. Nine receptions on 10 targets, 89 yards and a touchdown. Sorry, my phone was just going off here. Same number as call me back. I should probably call them back here soon. Uh, Once I'm done recording. Anyways, uh, David Njoku. Uh, I don't think we can expect this every week from David Njoku. Uh, at this point for tight ends, you know, you're just kind of scrambling for whoever can give you volume, whoever can give you production. And like, I think David Njoku's worth taking a shot on. He sat on my bench for the first couple of weeks, but he's a guy going forward where I don't mind starting him. Uh, if you really need a spot start, if you're if you're tight end, oh, I'm trying to think of of a late round guy that that could be starting in your lineup that you're really not excited to start oh, if you drafted like a Mike Gusecki and you need to keep streaming tight ends like David Njoku is a fine option most weeks so um, streaming option at best I don't think we'll get another performance like this but 
you know what? For me, I'm going to go try and sell high on him this week and see if anybody's desperate enough to, to trade for Njoku. Here's another name. This guy, I think, should be plugged into your lineup every week. Like, I can't believe I'm saying this. Tyler started the week at tight end last week. Tyler Conklin. Tight end four on the week, 16.4 fantasy points, eight receptions on eight targets for 84 yards. Did you know? Did you know? Tyler Conklin is currently the tight end three in fantasy football. The tight end three overall. The guy who couldn't do jack for the Vikings. (laughs) Granted, they had Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen, but I mean, (laughs) aye, man. Tyler Conklin for the Jets. I, I think he's a starter now. I think you have to start him. I think you absolutely do. He's in the starter conversation every single week now. Like, he has looked that good. Tyler said this offseason was a favorite of Zach Wilson's. If you listen to the Stardom, Stardom Saturday episode, great info on the, on the Stardom Saturday episodes. Y'all, y'all should be tuning into those. Tyler Conklin, I think, is a weekly starter at this point. I think you have to. If you're streaming tight ends, get Tyler Conklin on your team. He's only rostered, I believe, in like 30% of leagues, which is just crazy to me. Let me let me fact check myself on that before I sound dumb. But last I looked, I'm pretty sure he's only rostered in 30% of, of leagues. I got it right here. Tyler Conklin, rostered in 30% of leagues, according to Sleeper. 12-man PPR leagues. He's rostered in only 30%. Get Tyler Conklin on your team, people. Fire him up. I, I'll love for Tyler Conklin, man. Former Minnesota Viking. Uh, honorable mentions. Let's cruise through it here. Travis Kelsey, obviously. Uh, 17.9 fantasy points. Tight end three on the week. Jelani Woods did his best OJ Howard impression this week. Two receptions or two targets on two. Oh, goodness. Two receptions on two targets for 13 yards and a touch and two touchdowns. Excuse me. Two receptions, two touchdowns, 13, t- 13 yards, 15.3 fantasy points. Uh, I'm not chasing that whatsoever. <laughs> and Kyle Pitts, hey, welcome welcome in, Kyle Pitts. Thanks for showing up this year. 13.7 fantasy points, tight end, six on the week. All right, we're about 30 minutes in. We got to keep cruising through uh, these, these booms and busts here. Let's move on to the week one bus. Man, lots of studs on the list this week. This is painful. This is going to be really painful. Joe Mixon, 6.8 fantasy points, running back 39 on the week. Look. Samaj P. Ryan took a touchdown. I believe he finished with like 15.3 fantasy points this week. Samaj P. Ryan did. That was painful for Joe Mixon. I'm not too concerned going forward, but I mean, you look at you look at his fantasy points. I believe he only had 11 last week. I think it a seven-point week. Like, I'm not panicking on Joe Mixon, but this is something where oh, the Bengals are starting to sling the ball around a little bit more. We're getting big games from guys like T. Higgins. We're getting big games from Jamar Chase. Hayden Hurst had a decent couple of weeks. Tyler Boyd, massive day yesterday, right? Like, they might be leaning more on Joe Burrow's arm than they are Joe Mixon on the ground. I mean, that that O-line, they pay, they put so much money into it and it looks awful. It looks awful. Joe Bre- Joe Burrow. What did I what did I see? Before week three, Pat McAfee threw out the crazy stat. This is on on page for like 114 sacks this year. Like just something stupid, and it's not gonna hold up. But like this O-line might not be as good as we think it is. And Joe Mixon was really nice last year. Just might not be the same guy this year which I was afraid of coming into the season. Because if you were thinking Joe Mixon is that dude, well, then you're expecting a top three finish from him again. And that's that just, I don't think that was ever in the cards for him. Alvin Kamara threw up another dud. Just, just sick. 
just absolutely sick about Alvin Kamara, man. I was so excited for him coming into this year. Wasn't going to be suspended and likely was going to be held off till next year. You at least get one more year of, of, you know, your age 27 out of Kamara, right? I mean, just looking at his stat line, only two receptions for 12 yards, 15 carries for 61 yards. Like that's not bad. That's four yards a carry. The fumble wasn't great, but still it's only nine fantasy points. Two receptions for 12 yards on the season. Alvin Kamara only has five receptions. He didn't play last week. Like, I understand that. But you're telling me he had seven targets yesterday, though. Right? Like, so there's promise there. There's promise. 22 opportunities. But, man, that's so tough if you're Alvin Kamara manager. 7.3 is not what you need. Like, you need that. That Saints team needs to get in scoring positions. They need to start putting up points, man. They couldn't do that yesterday against Carolina. That Again, I'm not panicking on Alvin Kamara. I am trusting my studs. But that's bad. That's that's bad news for Alvin Kamara. DeAndre Swift also gets uh, gets a mention here. 7.6 fantasy points, running back 36 on the week. Obviously, uh, left midway through that game with a shoulder injury. But even before then, like Swift wasn't Swift wasn't up to a whole lot. I was kind of surprised by that. A few honorable mentions here. Aaron Jones, 5.7 fantasy points, running back 46 on the week. Counterpart AJ Dillon only finished one spot ahead of him. 5.8 fantasy points as the running back 45. Uh, they went up against Tampa. This was expected. We called the under on Aaron, on uh, not Aaron Jones on AJ Dillon this week. Uh, this this was expected, right? The, this Tampa Bay front line is is legit. I, they they're going to stop anybody on the ground. So not I'm not panicking on Aaron Jones whatsoever. He'll be just fine in future weeks. James Connor eight point seven fantasy points and running back thirty one on the weekend. Hey Javante Williams, probably the most infuriating player in fantasy football. One of the most infuriating players in fantasy football. Only nine fantasy points running back 30 on the week. Melvin Gordon, five receptions yesterday. Like, I I called Javante Williams overrated in fantasy to start the season. I thought his ADP was too high. Running back 13 overall. Now starting to buy into it as we progressed further on in the offseason. And I regret it. <laughs> like, he looked great week one. He really did. And I, I was like, all right, good. I, I'm bought in on this. But and, you, know, you get back-to-back weeks really struggled against the Texans. Javante should have absolutely dominated the Houston Texans. Should have absolutely dominated. And and, and he didn't. 49 is more of a tough matchup. But it's going to be Javante and Melvin just eating into each other's work all season long. I'm not confident we're going to see a massive change. Like, I don't think they just bring back Melvin Gordon to not use Melvin Gordon, right? Like, they're they're clearly keeping him heavily involved. And maybe, if, you know, if Hackett wants to keep his job, maybe we get a little bit more of a tilt towards Javante Williams. Maybe, um, you know, he decides to make a few big changes and, and says, you know, let, let's let Javante get some big run here. Let's let, let's let Javante get some big run. Maybe we can see that. I'm not hopeful, though. I'm, I'm really not hopeful. Uh, I'm not, again, I'm not panicking. As a Javante Williams manager, I am not panicking. But what I am saying is that if you can package Javante up for a bigger name, guy who might be able to give you more production, guaranteed production, I should say, I'd consider it. i consider it. But I wouldn't go out and actively shop Javante or anything. Nothing by those means. Let's move on to wide receiver bus of the week. Ah, oh, he is, is a tough list. Justin Jefferson, 4.4 fantasy points. A wide receiver, 72 on the week. Here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. We need to have a conversation. 
not about Justin Jefferson. We need to have a conversation about Jeffrey Okuda, okay? Cornerback out of Ohio State. Third third overall pick, I believe, in the same draft as Justin Jefferson. We need to have a conversation about him. He's held. Now, let me pull up my notes here. Let me pull up my notes. He held Justin Jefferson last week. 4.4 fantasy points. Week two, Terry McLaurin. Kept him in check. Week one, goose egg, Devonta Smith. Like, these are no joke of teams, right? Like, like we've seen that Washington offense be super successful. That Minnesota offense absolutely dominated Green Bay in week one. That Eagles offense, we saw what Devonta Smith did this week. Like, is, is Jeffrey Okuda actually, like, sneakily coming into his own? Becoming sneakily a really good corner right now? Because coverage shouldn't matter for Jefferson. It really shouldn't. But watching, like, when they started doing overcam heads uh, on, on the Vikings-Lions game yesterday, like, Okuda was all over Jefferson. Granted, you know, Aruarie was, like, could, like, pass interference galore. Probably had, like, seven pass interference calls yesterday trying to guard Adam Thielen. So, like, there's no need to force feed Jefferson. But here's what we're starting to learn about the Minnesota Vikings offense. It was great force feeding Jefferson in week one. Zone coverage the entire game. He's going to feast on that. We saw we saw what Cooper Cup did to zone coverage last year. So if, if Jefferson is playing that slot role, yeah, he's gonna he's gonna feast against zone coverage. But now we're starting to see more man to man. We're starting to see mixed coverage looks. And so Kirk, he's holding it in the pocket, waiting for something from Jefferson, but he's not getting open. So now now Kirk has to start distributing the ball a little bit more. He has to start spreading it out, sprinkling it around the field. We saw we saw a good day from Adam Thielen yesterday. Saw a good day from KJ Osborne. Granted, that touchdown helped, but like what what the Minnesota Vikings are finally starting to learn about themselves is that it doesn't all have to be Justin Jefferson. Their offense will flourish if they spread the ball out around more. And when they spread the ball out around more, you want to know who's going to get more quality touches? Justin Jefferson. So, that all being said, you're not panicking on Justin Jefferson. He'll be just fine, but I think you have to realize like. I don't know if we're going to get it. We're, we're probably not going to get a Cooper Cup season from Justin Jefferson, even though that's what it looked like we'd be getting in week one. Tyreek Hill, wide receiver 68 on the week, 5.3 fantasy points. Only saw four targets, though. Jalen Waddle, the counterpart, I believe, saw 15 fantasy points, like four for four for 80 and a touchdown, I believe. No, that'd be less than that. Four for something and a touchdown. I know that. I'm not, not, not panicked on Tyreek Hill, but unfortunate that against a banged up Bills secondary counterpart Jalen Waddle outscored him. Maybe that had something to do with Tua leaving the game early. I'm I'm not panicked. I'm not concerned, but bummer from Tyreek Hill, only 5.3 fantasy points this week. A few honorable mentions. DJ Moore. Oh man. What are we going to do with DJ Moore? Like if you're a DJ Moore, like if you firmly, like I, I'm so sorry, Tyler, that you made him your flag plant for this year. I'm so sorry. If you're, but if you're a DJ Moore manager, what in the world do you do? Because you can't sell him for anything. We all know what he's capable of. But do you want to trust Baker? Well, Baker could force feed him and give him a massive game here soon. You could sell high after that. But you're probably going to be stuck with more games like this than not, right? Like, this is the argument. This is the game you keep thinking back and forth in your head. 2.5 fantasy points on the week. Wide receiver 90. Baker was supposed to be an upgrade from hyper-efficient 
Teddy Bridgewater. This is what I was terrified of with DJ Moore this year. Like, I don't think Baker was that much of an upgrade. I re- like Baker's nice. He ain't that good of a starting quarterback, though. Like, let's not kid ourselves. Let's not Baker. Baker Mayfield's not a polished NFL quarterback. He's not a polished starting NFL quarterback. And that's what I think a lot of people were expecting Baker to be was this polished, upgraded guy from Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy Bridgewater is more accurate. You're going to get more efficient games from DJ Moore. You're probably going to get like 18 point games from DJ Moore. You're going to get goose. Like I, DJ Moore will drop you a goose egg at some point this year. I am fairly confident in saying that. He almost did this week for you. I'm terrified as a DJ Moore manager. I, you can't sell him for anything, though. That's a big problem. You have to wait until he does something, and then you have to go sell him ASAP as possible. Yes, I know it's redundant. Brandon Cooks, 4.2 fantasy points. Wide receiver, 76 on the week. Tough week against the Bears for him. He's had a couple of down weeks here. I'm not overly concerned about it. Uh, Jerry Judy, 3.7 fantasy points. A wide receiver, 81. Will Russ's accuracy has just been awful. It's just been awful. Uh, and Judy thrived off of a touchdown week one, right? So this is what I was kind of afraid of, of like Cortland Sutton is, is just tearing it up still for fantasy. I believe he's a top 15 wide receiver at this point. I'm not saying Jerry Judy, you know, I'm not, I'm not trying to take a victory lap on that, but I am saying like, hey, yeah, uh, Sutton has been the piece to have so far. Gabe Davis, 6.7 fantasy points against the Dolphins wide receiver, 62 on the week. And Mike Williams, boy, Thankfully, his lone touchdown went for, or his lone reception went for a touchdown. Eight and a half fantasy points, one reception, 15 yards, and a touchdown. Wide receiver 51 on the week. That was tough. That was tough. I thought with Keenan Allen out and Herbo on the field, hey, look, Mike Williams could have himself another, you know, 20 plus point day, but a tough. Herbert coming off of an injury and that, that Jags team, man, they, oh, they look pretty good. They look pretty good. Let's wrap it up here. Quarterback bus on the week, Russell Wilson. Uh, dude, get it together. Get it together. 9.1 fantasy points, a quarterback 27. I'm having a hard time playing Russell Wilson. I really am at this point. If I, I don't have many shares of Russell Wilson, uh, I really liked him coming into the season. But if I have any shares of Russell Wilson, I'm looking to stream at this point, man. I Painful. Painful is the only word you can use for Russell Wilson to start the year. Gets Las Vegas next week. That's a get-right game. That needs to be a get-right game for Russell Wilson. Indianapolis, Chargers, Jets, like Jags. There's a lot of good matchups coming up here. Russ, you got to get this team in line, man. It's been tough. It's been tough. 17, like 17.8 week one isn't bad. Then you get... 12 points, 9 points, and that offense has just looked awful. It's it's looked putrid. Something's got to change. Something's got to change for Denver. They got to get back on track. Matthew Stafford, 10.2 fantasy points, quarterback 25 on the week. He just didn't throw a touchdown. Just didn't throw a touchdown. I believe that broke his, like, 46-game streak of throwing a touchdown. I believe that's what it, uh, what it was at. Just didn't throw a touchdown. I Look fairly breeze of a game against the Cardinals for them. I'm not panicked on Stafford. I This was an average in-division game to kick off the year. 
only Marquise Brown was was a guy who really boomed this week. Even Cooper Cup was disappointing, right? So <laughs> disappointing, right? Let me let me put that in air quotes compared to standards. Honorable mentions here, Carson Wentz finally fell back down to earth. I told you I had it was a feeling in my bones all week. In my bones all week, it was gonna be the Carson Wentz disappointment game. And granted, it wasn't like the ugly ducking, duckling Carson Wentz game of like, what in the world are you doing? <laughs> it was more of a like, okay, this Eagles team is legit kind of a game, right? If they did what they did to Kirk last week, I don't even want to, I don't even want to know what they're gonna do to Wentz this week. 8.6 fantasy points, quarterback 28 came crashing back down to earth. Kyler Murray. Quarterback 21 on the week with 13.4 fantasy points. If you want to chalk it up to Call of Duty uh, Modern Warfare 2 beta weekend, go for it. <laughs> I don't have much to tell you. This wasn't it wasn't a great game from the from the Rams and, and Cardinals in terms of fantasy points all around. But yeah, if you want to chalk it up to, to Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 beta weekend, we can do that. <laughs> Justin Herbert, quarterback 20 on the week, 13.6. Dude's playing with fractured rib cartilage, right? Like I'm <laughs> give the man a break first week back. I, yeah, I, I'm giving him a pass. Got to heal up though, Herbert. Got to heal up though, man. Let's wrap out the episode. Some tight end bus. Goodness. I've been talking for 40 minutes and you're still here. Thanks for being here. <laughs> if you're still watching on YouTube, if you're still listening over on Spotify, Apple podcast, wherever you get your podcast from. Thanks for listening for 40 minutes to me. Just chat fantasy football. <laughs> really appreciate it. Darren Waller, 5.2 fantasy points. Tight end 28 on the week. This was a tough game for Waller. I had said it. The Titans were actually sneaky good against tight ends this year. Still would have expected better than tight end 28 and 5.2 fantasy points, but he'll bounce back fine. I'm not worried. Though he gets the Broncos next week. That's a tough matchup. That's a tough matchup. You got to start him, though. George Kittle. 6.8 fantasy points in a season debut. Tight end 18. Got Jimmy Garoppolo back at quarterback. Let's let's ease George Kittle back into the swing of things, right? Like I don't I didn't have super high hopes for George Kittle this week. You can call him a bust. I he just a stunned name that didn't finish top 12. That's about all this is. I guess the Rams next week gets Carolina and Atlanta the next three weeks, just for context. So I don't love that schedule. I don't hate that schedule. You're still firing him up every single week, though. Two honorable mentions. Gerald Everett came crashing back down to earth as well. 4.5 fantasy points at tight end 31. I, I He just looked nice. First two weeks of the season, he looked like a guy you could reliably stream and now came crashing back down to earth. But I think he'll still be useful in future weeks. Uh, and then Pat Ruth, very similar to Gerald Everett. Had a nice couple of weeks uh, right off the bat. Only 6.1 fantasy points, tight end 23 on the week. Hey, you know what? Before I go, I do want to give you all uh, a few waiver ads as well for this week. Um, look, obviously, you're you're for waiver ads. You're you're going ahead and you're picking up um, Khalil Herbert this week. You're going and picking up Khalil Herbert. There are no two ways about it. He should be rostered in every single league this week. We'll see how Sterling Shepard does on Monday Night Football if he uh, has another nice game. Uh, absolutely, should be. Um, on this list, uh, 40% roster ship on uh, Sleeper right now. Uh, a couple other guys I'm looking at. How did Mikkel Hardman do? Oh, he only had 1.2. He can be dropped. Um, I already brought up Tyler Conklin. Tyler Conklin absolutely needs to be added this week. Um, only 40% roster ship. <laughs> 30%. Sorry, that's what it was earlier in the episode. 30% roster 
roster ship. I'm fine if you want to go take a shot on KJ Osborne this week as well. Uh, 18.3 fantasy points, five for 73 and a tutty. I think he's worth a waiver wire ad this week if you want to go pick him up. He's rostering 18% of leagues over on Sleeper. Uh, I'm looking at running backs as well here. Give me a quick second. J.D. McKissick rostering at 41% of leagues over on Sleeper. I think you go give him an ad if you're desperate at running back. Not a ton of other running back names I'm super thrilled about here. I mean, if you're a Joe Mixon manager and you want to go give Samaj P. Ryan a look after his 14-point week, be my guest. James Cook is an interesting one. Four receptions for 37 yards, but only one carry for three yards. I'm not I'm not really looking his way at all. Waivers are going to be a little bit dry this week, I think. There's no like home run waiver ad this week. Unless if there's a guy who who is rostered in, you know, where I'm looking at on sleeper. I didn't take, I didn't do notes on this. I figured I'd just give you a few off the top of my head here to close out the episode, but uh, Tyler will be releasing uh, his waiver wire ads on Tuesday over on TikTok. They will be out on Tuesday on our chalkboard as well. Make sure you're joining that down in the description of this podcast or in our YouTube video here, whatever platform you're watching on right now. Yeah, seriously, it, it, we're a thousand strong over there. Uh, we're looking to build that community up. We're going to make it a bunch of league winners. We're going to make it a ton, a thousand league winners. We're going to get in there. You can ask any fantasy advice, start sick questions, trade advice. We have player props over there, all sorts of things. Uh, Tyler's going to give you his his waiver wire ads, 10 to 12 of them. I think he did 12 last week. He'll probably give you 12 this week too. Um, go check our, our, our chalkboard down in the description. Oh, and make sure you're following us on the socials as well as I close out the podcast. FFL is on Twitter. The FFL is on Instagram, Fantasy Football Fellows, Facebook, YouTube, and TikTok. And I didn't even plug myself at the beginning. That's how selfless of a host i was a very selfish thing to say uh, at lucas wenzel on twitter w-e-n-c as in cat l normally it's on the screen but if you're on youtube you can see my nice little overlay is covering it's covering my nameplate there so at lucas wenzel on twitter l-u-c-a-s-w-e-n-c as in cat oh thanks for tuning into this year this week's oh my goodness <laughs> thanks for tuning into this episode of the fantasy football fellas podcast uh we will see you all on Wednesday, uh, Cameron may be back. If you're down in Florida right now, Cameron is currently in uh, hurricane evacuation mode. Uh, if you're down in Florida right now, the St. Petersburg area or any surrounding areas that may be affected uh, by incoming hurricane, stay safe, y'all. Uh, you all are, are in my prayers and we're thinking of y'all right now. Stay safe. Uh, and Tyler will be here on Wednesday as well. So we will see you all then. Just a stooge here being a dude. I'm a fantasy football fella. <laughs> This is the Fantasy Football Fellows Podcast. Thank you all for tuning in. We will see you all midweek. Deuces.